podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. everybody and welcome to Club at 22 here where we're live on YouTube this evening and um, just two weeks to go until um, Rangers are back in action so I'm sure everyone's enjoying that and um, this evening we've got a slightly um, less full house today but it's a house that's got birthdays and birthdays involved in it so um, first up we'll introduce uh, Mr Alistair Pearson. Good lads I thought it just me we knew it tonight Scotia I thought it was the B team tonight but Carney will obviously tell us why he's here but um <laughs> No, it is um yeah, it is my it is my birthday tomorrow, Scotia, followed by Mr. Carney's birthday the following day. Um so we have a wee a wee jaunt. A wee sail down the river tomorrow, Scotia and the Waverley, which I'm looking forward to. So the weather looks decent for it. So I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, indeed, he's really really looking forward to the Waverley because it's been a few years since we've been on it because of COVID and whatnot. But it's on it last year. Where Oof, I can't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> that shows you how good it is. You, you get pretty oiled on it, lads. Yes, that shows everyone how good it is. Yes, indeed. Yeah, not looking forward to it. And um, next up, as you mentioned there, we've got um, Mr. Scott Carney, whose birthday's on Sunday. And any other news to tell us, Carney? Yeah, mate, uh, honestly, I wish I was coming on to spread news about the birth of my boy, mate. But no, it's not happened yet. He's now going into five days overdue. We have tried every single trick in the book man to try and get something going and uh, nothing is happening right now uh, literally just back in from a back in from a long walk because apparently that works uh, the missus has had about i don't know eight baths a day something like that she's we're trying to bring but no yeah birthday weekend and literally birthdays are going to be happening so we go in on sunday no matter what now uh, no matter what we're, we're booked in it's a weird thing to say when you're having a baby but we are booked in on sunday now so it will be on my birthday by the looks of things that he will he will hopefully be here man hopefully be here but yeah uh, finished up for working that now, so yeah, we're literally just waiting, just waiting. <laughs> it's Ross Wilson going <laughs> the birth of my child. Yeah, potentially, potentially. Uh, no, uh, in all seriousness, it's, uh, we're just desperate for it to happen now, man. And uh, I didn't think I was going to be here tonight. I'd sent you over instructions and all this and uh, all the bits and bobs that we had to do to do the pod for you to be able to do a pod. And no, I'm still, um, I'm still here. So it's either going to be Ali's birthday or my birthday that the baby's going to be born on. So at least he'll be sharing his birthday with good company anyway. Indeed, indeed, yeah. And then you can officially become a proper Rangers dad then when that happens. Yes. So yeah, I'm looking forward to when you send us through the news because today I was just sitting in your messages earlier on in the day and I was just like, oh no, it's fine. He's got it. And I didn't bother doing anything. And I was like, oh no, what if it happens just before we're about to go live? So I, I was quickly, the last hour or two, I was quickly scrambling stuff together. 
<laughs> the same, I was sitting, me and Rachel were having a conversation, and she's like, what are you going to do if you go upstairs and like start the pod, and it happens? I'll say, well, I'll just need to leave them to, <laughs> to do the pod. I was like, it's quite a simple thing. I was like, I'll just need to let go. But no, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. We're ordering a spicy curry tonight to see if that makes any difference. But I, th- I genuinely look, after going through all this, see everything everybody tells you about old wives tales and that it's all nonsense man the wind will come when he, like, they decide that they're going to come Not nothing generally nothing works so aye but anyway we're not here to talk about babies mate <laughs> <laughs> no indeed indeed it's we're about to talk about Rangers as I said it's two weeks until we Kenny get back into sort of pre-season action officially where we can sit down and watch them um, on the telly and whatnot. but um, today obviously the home kit got released earlier today um, came out it's a wee bit of a Throwback to the kit between what was it, 87 and 89. Can you always remember Kenny David? David Cooper comes to my mind when I remember that pit, uh, pit, kit from back then, sorry. And also, we had a similar kind of top in the season. It was it the season after Manchester, I think we, mm-hmm. or two seasons after Manchester. No, it was, I think, the Puma Eddie was still there at the time. Oh, oh no, was, I, I know what you're talking about. Eddie, I'm sure Eddie was still there at the time. So it's a wee bit of throwback to that, a wee checkered number. Um, I've not seen it personally myself, and apart from just um, pictures that have been sent out by Rangers. But um, as usual, prices for the kit are about £65 for sort of your men and women's kit. Juniors are at, juniors and infants even are at 50 quid, and then you can pay a wee bit extra if you want the, the long sleeve top, 70 quid. And then you can get the pro top, which, to be honest, I don't know what the difference is between the pro-top and the, just the replica for 105 and 110 respectively um, for that. Looks fairly decent. I quite I quite like it. Um, but it's no no secret this top because we've we all we all seen it when it gets sent to folk <laughs> earlier in the season. So um Carney, I believe you were at um I believe you were at uh, this, the Ranger shop today to go and purchase yours. So do you want to tell us your thoughts on it and let us know what it's like up in person? Yes, I will mate. Um just while we're quickly talking about um Tops, I forgot to mention at the start. Um, I'm going to quickly sneak this in here, Scotia. I'm sorry. People had messaged me asking how they can contribute more um, to support us to the next level, um, which is bonkers of you, but thank you very much. So we have launched a new membership tier now on YouTube, um, very originally called Next Level Supporter. Took me ages to come up with that one. Uh, But you will receive a unique discount code for um, 22 merch at bigcartel.com. And also, in addition to that, if you become a coffee buying legend, if be the Buy Me A Coffee website, you also get a unique code for that as well. So the next tier up from the 99p is 299. Um, thank you to people that have already done so and up, um, kind of upgraded, if you like. I very much appreciated. And yeah, if you sign up to the, the coffee member, um, the coffee buying legend membership, even you'll get a, a discount code to use at um, 22 merch. So, yeah, all the links are for that below. Thank you, everybody that's bought um, t shirts so far. I hope you like them. There is plenty more designs to come. As you can imagine, I'm trying to keep myself busy and not concentrate on the fact that I'm about to have a wane when I can't take care of myself. So, I've just been designing t shirts. So, uh, I hope you like them and there's plenty more to come. Right, on to Rangers one. Now, um, I really like it, generally. Uh, it's not often that I, I'm going to give ca- Castor praise, and I'm going to, I'll get stuck in the Castor in a minute, uh, but I think the top's brilliant, generally. I, th- I love the collar on it, I love the, the wee red and the white on it, I generally, I, I think it's an absolute cracker. I can see why people might think Castor haven't really bothered their backside to really come up with anything kind of new or anything, but I think it's a really nice top, I generally do. Uh, my criticisms are, 
I bought the large of the orange top that came out. Fits fine, fits like a glove, no problem at all. So I went in and bought the large of this one today, put it on, and it's no. <laughs> no, I look like a potato wrapped in cling film. So no, I'm going to need to get a, a bigger one. Uh, I just, The things like that are just really frustrating because I also bought the the long sleeved kind of zip up top one that they've got with the orange bits at the top, the newer the newer one without the sponsor on it. Again, bought that in large, nothing wrong with it, fits perfectly. But this this shirt's obviously made of the stretch, whatever it is. Don't make that for football fans, man. That that looked like I played football. Do you know what I mean? Like don't I just don't understand why it needs to be different. Uh, and then we get on to the 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 sport mon go thing, sponsorship on the back of it. Now, obviously, I understand that Castor have had these made for ages, but Rangers and Castor really need to do more about this because that sponsorship isn't going to be there for next season. It's not going to be on the players' shirts because that company don't exist anymore. I went and bought the orange top because I really wanted a new Rangers top, but this one, to me, is a wee bit frustrating that it's still there because you now have to go back and get a patch put over the top of it once the new sponsorship's been agreed. So I, I, that's really frustrating and it's a bit unprofessional, let's be honest. It's not a, it's not a good look for a company, and no matter how desperate you are to make to make money off Rangers fans. You've made enough. You could have delayed this for another two weeks, three weeks, but to me it just looks like Castor don't want to waste their money and it's probably cheaper to put a wee patch over a sponsorship than it is to re-give everybody new tops or to redo new tops so that is my frustration with it but in terms of the design of the top genuinely I think it's class I really do I think it's an absolute cracker it's one of the nicest ones we've had in uh, in years I think last year's okay with the gold bit on it was a nice touch it's not to me it's not a proper Rangers top this one feels a lot more and looks a lot more like a, a proper Rangers top so I am a big fan of it with its its downfalls downfalls like I said yeah, well, it's good to know about the, about the sizes because I've very rarely go into the, the store these days because it's a wee bit just a wee bit too out my way to. Well, you still we used to buy info stops as well though, don't you? And convince yourself ah, probably you're, will, I. you're still that size, yeah. Well, see, the good thing with that is that then it means that I know if it's getting too tight, I need to go out and do a wee bit more exercise. You <laughs> know, it just keeps you on top of things. <laughs> <laughs> what exercise do you hang on before we go any further? What exercise do you do? Yes, that that is goes yeah, that's exercise. That's a lot of exercise, yeah. Indeed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I was to see with the, the sportman go thing that's on it. What I was thinking is obviously Castor have got an obvious an awful lot of shirts that they need to shift that they've kind of pre-produced because they, they obviously get sent out to folk back when it should have been the legends top. So they're trying to get rid of that stock. But what I was thinking is in terms of see if anyone that's like a shirt collector. I don't know if obviously there's probably too many, but it might become a wee bit like in the future become a wee bit of a, a novelty item. But it's this wrong one because if you know the uh, the red away top I've got from like the end of the thirty nine in a row era that was McEwen's lager, they, they ended up changing that into a NTL branded version as well. But those are really really hard to come by because it was really only produced for the players. I don't think there was many ever given out to the public. So it's just something to look for there if anyone's. You know, a wee shirt collector aficionado. Um, Pearson, your thoughts on the tops? Have you managed to get along to the store at all today? No, I've not got a store today. <clears throat> I'll probably go next week at one point, but I, I like it. I think it looks decent. It's, I mean, the unveiling of it last night, to be honest, was a bit of a, everyone knew, like Carney says, if we all knew what it looked like because we'd I seen know. it months ago. I mean, Castor. <sighs> They've only got a couple of years left with us, Castor, and let's be honest, I think most of us will be quite happy to see the back of Castor when they go. They bring out God knows how many tops for us to buy. We all buy them, to be honest, but 
they've made some schoolboy errors every year with us and sending out this year's top last season for that legends top you're about Scott or the rep that was it 150 year top or something um they sent out to people and it's schoolboys. I mean, it really is amateur stuff at times to do that, and it's ruined a whole mar- a, a market employee to to launch it because we were all sitting there last night going, well, "That's great." I've seen it months ago. So yeah, basically um... the only the only question I had, sorry, Ali, was how much is it? That was the only yeah, thing. I, yeah. I, I was like, well, how much is it? Like we, we don't yeah, know what it was. Nah, and I mean, to be fair, they've kept it at the same price as what it usually is. Sponsoring the back of the top, it's not ideal, but. They need to. They need to make these tops. They need to pre-order these tops before they release it. So I understand that. So that's just unfortunate with that on the back. Whether it's worth money in years to come, Scotia, we'll never know. We'll need to need to get to that point. But no, I, I like the top. It's good that you actually tell us, Carney, about in terms of the material, in terms of you need to size up. I did go on Twitter today, and the majority of people are saying the same thing as yourself. Basically, saying if you are. A large, a medium, go the size up because yeah, it is that kind of material. So it's um, that in the Ranger store. I've never actually looked to be honest. Do they? Do they actually? I don't think they do. Do they have like a changing room in the Ranger store, like just to try the top on? Because I, I don't, I don't actually think they do. I've never seen a changing room in the Ranger store. It's probably to worthwhile for, for for guys. It's not a huge issue because you can just whip whip it off and change it around. But I obviously for. Women and stuff, it's not ideal. Well, well, guys, well to just... be fair, well, I know you say it's close, but it, it kind of is a wee bit because the tops vary each year. We know that with store and other ones. I mean, there's Carney going into the store today. If he'd had a chance to probably try on today, he probably would have. So he needs yeah. to take his top all the way yeah. back to the Ranger stop to change it yeah. for, a, for a size up. So there's probably something to look into if they have changing rooms. I've never actually been do. I'm, try, I'm trying to yeah. think. I don't think yeah. they do. I'm thinking that if it's going to be anywhere, it's going to be at the back left-hand side as you walk in, isn't it? Like, it's going to yeah. be up at... I've never seen it. I've never looked for it, to be fair. But, no, yeah. neither have I. No. Well, I picked up a large, mate, because I wear large, so yeah. I expect a large to fit me. A lot, but, to be fair. Uh, yeah, a lot, I mean, a lot of their stuff can store. I mean, I've got a lot of their stuff through buying through the previous years, and there's some variation between training yeah. tops and everything it's um it's not an easy one to buy for in terms of sizing but it's uh no i'll look forward to go down to the store and buy it as usual you always buy the home top that's the one you want so obviously i've got the orange the third top because they snookered us into that one before we all went to seville so so yes. to see what the away top is if it is what we think it is on twitter with the, the red and the white well, it is it just is. Yeah, well, it, is. it definitely is that and obviously Ryan, 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 yeah and Ryan confirmed it in turkey as well so that's obviously a definite so that's the thing as well though it's like the castor doesn't help matters is like my mom's just back from um, turkey as well and she's like that top was in turkey that i mean that just shouldn't be happening do you know what i mean like it's they need to do better they really do need to do better um I've seen something in Twitter as well that um, obviously Castora sponsoring Newcastle now and I'm sure that um, mm. G- I don't know if yeah. this is probably something to do with JD Sports and things like that but I'm sure the JD Sports store had the new Newcastle top out before Castor and before the official announcement as well so it, it is and something that I think <laughs> yeah oh no Sports Direct that's what I meant sorry not JD Sports yeah Sports Direct I think it's because they've got such a huge monopoly over the kind of sportswear industry in Britain don't they so yeah, I'm not looking forward to the the away top as you've mentioned it. That it didn't look good when I seen the pictures. But I seen um, Aldo McNaught asked a question there, and just a quick one. I'll come around to you. Um, who would you like to be your next sort of skip strip manufacturer after Castor? Adidas. 
Adidas, a hundred percent. Aye, <laughs> like it's not. I, mean, I think about it. I'm like, no, it's got to be Adidas because Adidas is m- my favourite tops that I've ever had. What about Adidas tops? So no, a hundred percent, it would be Adidas for me. Yeah, I'm the same. It's Adidas because it kind of brings you back to all the nine in a row tops. Really. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't be bored with Nike. Nike, Nike. I wouldn't be. Uh, Nike, I'd be. I'd been with Nike. I like Nike's gear or, or gym stuff, and all that's good. But um, I Nike or Adidas, but Adidas have had the, the choice. Yeah, but what's the kit? There's a wee manufacturer, I can't remember their name off the top of my head, but they make some really, really cracking kits. Um, can't remember their name. I'm sure they've maybe done the Faroe Island tops and stuff like that. They were absolutely brilliant. Can't, can't remember who they are, but they're quite a, they're a wee bit of a smaller company, but no, they've done some pretty decent tops. Um, yeah, so the kit's out, so that Rangers can take even more money off us again. <laughs> so, loving it there. Um, but oh, this. Oh no. <laughs> This week, um, since we since we were here last Friday, um, Rangers uh, also announced uh, another couple of friendlies um, to get us in the swing of things before the season kicks off, um, and that is um, a trip away to Blackpool on Saturday the sixteenth of July, which is um, Glasgow Fair weekend. So that will be fun, and then we're um, hosting West Ham up at Ibrox on Tuesday the nineteenth of July. Um, ticket prices for the West Ham game are the same as they were for the Spurs game, so that's twenty-one quid for adults, and then six pounds for concess- sixteen pounds for concessions, and five pounds for juniors. Um, and the Blackpool tickets went on release to my Jers members for a wee ticket registration that finished at nine am today. Emails have been sent out now as we as we're live here to my Jers members with over one thousand three hundred and thirteen points. So if you were successful with that, then you've got until, I think it's Sunday. Sunday at some point to um, try to get your ticket for that and you can go down, down, to, down to Blackpool. So, Ali, another couple of games into the pre-season calendar. Both look pretty decent for us. Yeah, I've got my, my friendly tickets organised for, for iBooks already. I went on and bought them online the other day to, to sit back in my seat. Like I said, like I say, the reason I didn't click the the friendlies and the CCs is because most of the time they shut the club deck and bounce about the ground somewhere. So I'd imagine it'll be a, a decent crowd. A Tuesday night, it's maybe not ideal for a lot of guys working. I know the kids and that are off, but the schools are off. But no, I'm looking forward to it being back at Ibrox. I think it's a good list of friendlies, though, Scotia, in terms of start with Sunderland. Then we've got, um, obviously, West Ham, then Blackpool, then... Tottenham, so I think it's a, a decent be- one. Blackpool are the weekend before West Ham. Oh, so it is, I the 16th, yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's good. The, the Bears always love a, a good away trip. Blackpool's a good one for them. It's not it's not far down the road to get to, so it's, um, yeah, I think, I, think it'll be, I think it'll be good. I'm looking forward to being back at Ibrooks and, and, and seeing Rangers before we, we kick off competitively against, against Livingston on the old plastic pitch on the Saturday. <laughs> yeah, Carney. I mean, the Blackpool game in particular looks decent. I think this is a obviously we were supposed to play down there last season, but get cancelled because kind of COVID ramped up again and everything got locked back down again. But we're back down to play there, and it seems like a fantastic day out for anyone that's going down there because it's obviously it's the fair weekend. So you've probably got an awful lot of folk from sorry Scotland going down there from the Glasgow area going down to Blackpool that weekend anyway. Um, so it looks cracking. Yeah, one hundred percent, mate. I think it's uh, it's a really good trip for for um, fans to make um, from from Scotland down to down to Blackpool. Uh, I think it's a 
it's one of them ones that's a bit of a, a kind of party atmosphere, really. Um, everybody's just really going for the jolly, let's be honest. Uh, but no, I mean, it's good. I say the demand for tickets already is mental. Um, it really is. The amount of tweets and things you see on social media, people looking for tickets. And um, I think it's crazy as well when the, the things like this happen the day after everybody, like you see some posts of people going, any ticket for Blackpool on sale yet? You're like, obviously not. Like, honestly, like, surely you know that it's not that quick and it's not like there's a guy sitting with just a bundle of Blackpool tickets, but I wouldn't be going myself for obvious reasons. Um, I don't think I would really, I would, I would get away with a lot with the missus, but going away for a trip to Blackpool for, no, <laughs> no, I'm definitely not getting away with that one, that is for sure uh, so I won't be going, same as the other friendlies, um, I think I will definitely get to the Tottenham game, uh, I think that's the one that I for sure will be going to um, the other ones, again I'm not really 100% sure, I'm really going to play it by ear when have I got to book my seat till one of you's ability to tell me that for the whole um, you've, for the for the West Ham game you've got till a week on Monday I think it's the fourth right, okay. of July or something. What's the Tottenham one? When's that? I think, I think it's the same. <laughs> I think it's, it's that the same. same. Well, I'll definitely buy the Tottenham game because I will definitely beat that. The other ones, I will genuinely just wait and see because um, things are a bit mental now, as you would imagine. But no, Ali's spot on. It's very attractive fixtures, these friendlies. It's a good one. Obviously, we had Real Madrid last season, which was spectacular because we were also desperate to get back to Ibrox as well. And to see a team like Real Madrid especially, it was great. But no, like now, it's a, it's very 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 attractive fixtures, and I think West Ham in London would have been class on a Saturday. I mean, yeah. can you imagine the amount of bears going down there? <laughs> that would have been really something quite special. That, uh, but in fact, I'm saying that the way the trains are going, there might not have been anybody there. Um, but uh, <laughs> there's no, there's always always flights to get there. But no, Blackpool one, I'm sure it'll be a cracking day. I'm sure the bears will have a, an absolute blast of a time. I think we made. We made some amount of noise the last time we were down there for a friendly, which I think was somebody was that about ten years ago. Was that right? right? About ten years ago, something like that. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, about, I think it was a bit around about yeah, the time we had that old the other kit. Yeah, yes, it was actually. Yes, it was. So no, it's a good trip, uh, and yeah, the the West Ham and Tottenham games. I will definitely be at the Tottenham one, that's for sure. But the West Ham one, I will wait and see. But no, I'm looking forward to it now. As I say, everybody's feeling the same. That's. We were all looking forward to a wee break and stuff, but now you're like, can we just have Rangers back and we can we just get going again? Because you you realise, and in the best possible way, you realise how much Rangers take over your life when we're in the middle of a season. Um, we all think it's a bit much at the time, but when it's not there for a, a sustained period of time, you're like, it is that picture of Pablo Escobar sitting on that swing seat that you always see getting posted about. It is genuinely, genuinely like that. So, no, uh, looking forward to the games, mate. Looking forward to getting Rangers back now. Yeah, uh, just seen a wee thing there from Jim saying that if we could give a shout out to his grandsons, Max and Josh, as they got their t-shirts through. So, uh, hi, Max and Super Josh. Help. Hope you enjoy the show and hope you enjoy your t-shirts. Yeah, cheers, Jim. Magic, mate. Uh, I hope they enjoy their t-shirts. Uh, Max and Josh, I hope they're buzzing with them. So, yeah, no, that's class. Brilliant. Yeah. But you see, when you mentioned their West Ham down in London, uh, that would be absolutely fantastic. But wow. my only thought is that maybe one of the reasons they haven't done it is the, the Women's Euros start down in England in July as well. So I mm, would imagine that there's probably quite a few friendlies there that the authorities wouldn't want other travelling supports going down to, particularly a travelling support like us, because... <laughs> 10,000 Rangers fans showing up in London. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I think, to be honest, I can't see any other friendlies getting announced because that takes us pretty much up the week before yeah. the season starts. So we start off with Sunderland on the 9th of July over in Portugal, cross to down to Blackpool to play them on the 16th of July, and then West Ham on the 19th at Ibrox for a final finished up with Spurs on the 23rd. So, yeah, looking forward to them and being back in Ibrox because it's been seems like it's been far too long. Um. Right. One wee thing, I, was, I wasn't sure whether or not we should speak about this, but we may as well, because, to be honest, the news is fairly uh, threadbare at the minute. But um, I don't know if anyone had seen that there was a wee post that got put up by a Twitter account called Swiss Football Data that said that um, Rangers are the second best team behind the Ajax, or the second most successful team behind the Ajax, contributing to the UEFA country rankings in the last five years. Now, automatically, when you see that, you're like, oh, that's absolutely brilliant. Fantastic. I looked in it a wee bit more detail and it's, it's one of these ones, it's statistics making things look really good. And they don't take away from the fact that Rangers have been brilliant to get there and it is a great achievement, but it's a wee statistics thing that you can shift about. I had a wee look at it and I wasn't entirely sure how he's come up with the numbers, but um, even just seeing that, Ali, to be mentioned within that kind of list of teams, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I mean, we've been really good in Europe. I, I did see that, Scotia, but I didn't look into it as obviously as much as you've looked into it because I've seen where we were and I've seen teams below us who, like Man City's and all that, and that have done well in Champions League. And I thought, how are we above them? But obviously, that's 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 what you're on about there. But no, in terms of Europe, we've been, we've been since Gerard's come in, really, really good. It's been progression each year under Gerard and then on to Gio, and obviously, European final just the end of. Just a couple of months ago, there. So it's been, um, it's been nice, been progressive for Rangers, and hopefully it continues. Because the next, the next step for us is to um, get into this Champions League through these two qualifiers, which are going to be difficult. They're not. There's going to be, there's no mugs in there. We've seen potentially who we can get, but that's where we need to go next. We've been in the Europa League four seasons, whatever it is now, and last year was outstanding. It was brilliant. But you want to get in that Champions League. That's where the that's where your top top teams are. Europa League has got top teams. Even that conference, to be fair, has got some decent teams in it as well. But you want to be in the Champions League, and um, that's where we we need to be this summer. So it's a big big couple of weeks beginning of August coming up for Rangers, and let's see if we can we go we'll go one further than we did last season in terms of Champions League. Yeah, Europe's been good. I think, see with the Europa League just now, what they've done is they've capped it to the, like, the top 15 leagues. I think it's maybe top 16 at the minute because of the, the situation with Russia. But the top 15 leagues and then the dropouts from the Champions League. So you tend to get decent teams in that now. But um, Carney, as Ali was saying there, since Gerard came in, I think the four years that we've had previously, there's a five-year average that places where Rangers should be in terms of seeding and things like that. And we've still got progress in Edercorn as one of our, sitting at the last fifth year, sitting there. But the four years since that have been absolutely tremendous. And yeah, it's a bit strange for us, to be honest, because it didn't feel like this in the 90s. <laughs> no, it didn't. And uh, even when we did do well before, mate, it was usually scraping through. Whereas we, we've had so many memorable nights now uh, in Europe. And it almost feels like it's just part of the season, does it not? It feels like you have you look forward to these big European nights at Ibrox. And look, that's the way it should be. Do you know what I mean? That's that's what that's what we were. That's what we are, um, especially getting to the to the final of the Europa League I, that last season. I mean, look, it didn't go the way we expected it to, and, and I, I'm probably over it now, to be honest. I think I have 
moments when I have wee flashbacks to it and I go, oh, what if, genuinely, what if? And I haven't genuinely not had a chance to sit and watch that Rangers 72 end programme. I'm Literally oh, every time I'm trying that. to get a chance. I'm trying oh, to get Really good. I know I'm genuinely mate, I'm trying to get the time, but obviously things are a bit mental, so I'm trying to get the time to, to sit and watch that. But and, and I will get round to it. But um this is what it's all about. And and Rangers have really been flying the flag for, for Scottish football and I mean arguably overachieving, but I say overachieving and uh, there's probably a wee bit harsh on how well Gerald managed to do uh, and the, the what Gio managed to do that uh, for, for last season. Um with a real we're a, we're a real we're a team that nobody wants to play. I wouldn't think. I don't think MD really wants to come to 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 Ibrooks to play us. And again, the bigger the team, the bigger the noise, as you would expect. I mean, I would fully imagine. Uh, even I, mean, I don't want to be too blue tinted glasses on here, but even teams like Man United, Man City. Barcelona, if they were coming to play Rangers in the group stages of the Champions League at Ibrox, I mean, my, the noise would be unbelievable. It really would. And I don't think any any team would fancy that too much. But look, we, we it's great to see us back up there. It's great to see us being in the same breath as some of these teams. And we are well and truly back on the world map. And to say people want to say we were founded in this year and founded in that year, even if we were founded um, when they like to believe that we were. Um, look what we've managed to achieve in that time. There's not no team can match that. There's no team in world football that could match what we've done in that that 10 years, if that's the way that they want to, to, to play it. So it's a, a fantastic achievement by Rangers. And yeah, I just want more of it. But I, I without painting the wall again after what Ali's just said, um, the most important thing now is getting into that Champions League. Um, that's where we have to be now and that's where we need to get to so yeah um, I'm really looking forward to it and I hope I hope there's Champions League nights to come even though Mr Rangers will take yet more money from my pocket but <laughs> you can take it if we get there because uh, I wouldn't miss it for the world Yes indeed cannot wait for the Champions League games and as you say I'm like Goose really hope we get in there because um, I want that, that music back although what I will do is it'll kind of mess with our schedule for our recording nights and things like that so I know. <laughs> please do that to, <laughs> to, to put some more, more annoyance on as rangers yes but no i'd be happy happy to do that if it meant we got into the into the group stages proper so yeah and um, before we move on to talk about sort of contracts transfers etc it's time for our manscape promo here so big deep breath here <laughs> summer is here the sun is shining shirts are off and your friends at manscaped are here to make sure your beach balls are as smooth as floridian sand dive head first into summer by joining the four million men worldwide who trust manscaped and get ready for summer by going to manscaped.com and use the club the code club at 22 for 20 percent off and free shipping manscaped can give you the following the manscaped performance package 4.0 which has everything you need to prepare that summer bod Inside the package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, and crop reviver, which I need to get more of because it's just ran out this week. Manscaped have also just launched their new boxers 2.0, and every one of us can say that they're possibly the best boxers that we've ever had. Also, take a look at the Manscaped Shears 2.0, a package that has everything you need to look pristine nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors. With the performance package, your balls will be ready to impress, but make sure you cover the rest with the Shears 2.0 and you'll be ready to perform from head to toe. 
Get 20% off and free shipping by using the club club at 22manscaped.com. This is the summer to turn your package into the full cap package with Manscaped. What will your balls do, Carney? They will, thank you. They will indeed. And breathe. That's, that's a, a long, <laughs> long thing to do. That. That, was, that, was, that was quite well done, mate. And I think head to tools may be better than head to toe. So head to tools. <laughs> Did I say head to tools? I might keep that one. No, it's a long I was like, it's not, hard, it's not easy to do that. But no, well done, mate. No, I thank you, Manscaped. Genuinely, they've been superb. They have indeed. Yeah, as I say, I need to go onto their website and order some more stuff because it yeah, has run out. But we'll move on to, I think, what everyone's kind of been talking about recently, and it's kind of the, the news around Rangers transfers, contracts and whatnot. So first off, we'll start with, Kenny. we spent a wee while on last Friday talking about this because it hadn't been confirmed, but on Monday morning of this week, it was confirmed that um, Alan McGregor has signed a one-year extension to stay at the club until the end of next season. Um, Carney, we'll come back to you. What are your thoughts on this? Oh man, here we go. Um, now, I, I I don't want to be too controversial, or can I go back on what I said before? Um, so I'll 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 almost double down, I suppose. Um, I don't think it's the right call. I don't. I just don't think. I see the benefits of it off the field. I really do. But he could have been kept on in some other different role. I, I genuinely think if he is going to be number two and he's not going to be number one, then it's kind of unfair on McLaughlin. I just don't think it's right for McGregor still to be there because it's it's such an easy stick for McLaughlin to get beat with if he makes a mistake or when he makes a mistake because it happens to everybody, doesn't it? So it'll be like, oh, McGregor should have played and I don't know, it's something about it just doesn't seem quite right. The guy, Al McGregor is an absolute club legend, right? And I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm not going to sit here and slate the guy. I just feel like that was the right time. It felt like the time as well. I think I, I, we'd all kind of accepted it because of what happened at the, the cup final. We all just kind of thought that was it. That was the kind of the kind of see you later thing. So it is what it is. I'm obviously fully back, going to back Alan McGregor in whatever capacity he's going to play this season. Um, of course I am, but I just feel like it, it, it didn't really need to happen. Um, but it has happened, as I say. So I I, I believe in Gio. I believe it's what Gio wants to do. So if it's all right for Gio, then it's all right for me because right now he's, I, even last season, um, I, I at some points disagreed with what, Gio was trying to do, uh, and then I fully come back and hit me in the face. So, uh, you've kind of got to trust the process. But look, it is what it is. He's a club legend. He's a great guy to have around to kind of set the standards for people. They're going to, he's someone that won't let the standards slip. Um, he's always one of, once you won an old firm game, um, he's, he said it before, you've not won anything. He's like, you've just won an old firm game. So, you've actually not, you've not won anything yet. So, um, I like that kind of attitude, I do, but I just feel like it would have been the right time. So I, I'm not going to go back on it just because he signed a new contract. Because uh, I'll stick, I'll stick my guns. I just don't think it was the right thing to do. Not take anything away from him, as I say, but yeah, it, it is what it is now. Though, so we've just got to accept it and um, and move on with it. And quickly, yes, I will give a massive shout out, Justin, to your dad, uh, Andrew, um, who's been watching us from day one. So brilliant! Hi, Andrew. Hi, Justin. Um, thank you for tuning in, lads. Turning the GBX, turn the GBX, GBX. <laughs> 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 not itching, John Jardy boy. 
Stay with us until I stay with us until after half seven, and we'll get the tunes on. Yeah, get the tunes on. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm really similar to yourself, Carney, in terms of the McGregor thing. I think this is potentially creating a problem that we could do without. And in particular, the problem that I've got is you've got McCrory sitting there, and I know there's been kind of rumours floating out in the newspaper now that he's wanting away and stuff, and I'm just concerned that. I mean, obviously, we don't know what's happening with McGregor, where he's got, if he's going to be number one, if he's going to be number two, or if he's just going to be like even like a number three. I doubt very much so. But, um, you know, that could potentially be what he is. But it, it worries me that McCrory's sitting there. He's now turned, he's 24, 24. now, McCrory. Yeah, so he really needs to start playing because I think when McGregor played his first full season, or sorry, bits of his first full season under Le Guin back in 06, 07, he was around about 25. 24, 25. So this is the time where McCrory really needs to be playing an awful lot more regularly. And I think by keeping McGregor on, you're potentially getting ready McCrory when we've got a pretty decent backup option there. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, um, Pearson. Yeah, I feel a bit for McCrory because, uh, yeah, I'm, I agree with the two of you and Carl. I, 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 I think McGregor should have went at the end of last season. It was... Um, it was a time to go. He's he's. It's an argument for another day. Who if he's our all time best keeper up there? But Gorham, I mean, you could argue about it all day. But in terms of last season, yeah, he was he, he was good in he was good in Europe. McGregor pulled up, pulled off some big saves. He cost us some amount of points in that league, though. And how many times did we sit here last season after umpteen games saying shitting ourselves every time a ball comes into our box because he won't come for it? And what a difference when you've seen um, John McLaughlin in last season. It, it, it brought a calming influence on the back line and it also brought a calming influence on the fans because you knew he was going to come and take it. So you didn't have that kind of nervous feeling every time we considered a corner kick. And we did it all the time, especially with seconds to go in a game and we were only one goal up, we would we would do that. So it was, um, it, it's going to be interesting who he sees as number one next season. If he goes with McGregor as his number one next season, and I don't want this to sound disrespectful, McGregor, because he's he's been world class for us. But if he goes with McGregor as his number one next season, I'll have a bit of the fear. I think it's time for John McLaughlin to get his turn. I really do. He's never let us down, and like I say, he's a guy that comes for the comes for the ball. He um, maybe not as good a shortstop as McGregor, but I think his all round game at the moment. To me, he's number one. And yeah, I feel sorry for McCrory. He's probably sitting there, like you say, Scotia, 24 years of age, going, well, that's Alan McGregor signed up for another year. We're there sitting this peck. Am I going to be third again? Or am I just sitting about sitting about again? And I don't blame the boy if he wants to go. I don't blame him because he needs to, like you say, Scotia, he needs to play first team football. And he's good enough to play for. McCrory could play for any team in Scotland. He could. Obviously, yeah. Take Celtic out of the equation, but he could play for any team in Scotland. Um, he could potentially go to the Championship in England. He's he's a very good goalkeeper, and where does he go from here? But like I say, it'll be interesting where McGregor slots in because we don't know. We're, it's a guessing game from all of us at the moment. For all we know, McGregor will be number three next year, but I can't see it. I can't see it. But I think we'll know when we play Livingston. The friendlies, you might get a wee judge, but Livingston for me will be the telling point. Who is our number one? Maybe Gio might come out and tell us, but I hope he does because we're all. This is a guessing game at the moment, really. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, on McGregor and you, what you mentioned there about is not coming for corners, it's something we've spoke about all last season, but you know, he's never ever come for corners, but people, I think everyone's picking up on it more these days because he's, last season, like you say, he's made more mistakes that he wouldn't, wouldn't have made in seasons he's past. Slower. He's slower. Yeah, and the worry is, is he going to be any, you know, was last season just a bad season or was last season the start of the decline, which, you know, you can never really tell until you actually see it on the pitch, which is always a bit of a risk. And then obviously on McCrory as well, I've seen some people in the comments there putting up, but you've got a fair bunch of lads in the B team. You've got Hogarth, uh, Badenowskis, is that how you say his name? And then um, Kieran Wright, all goalkeepers in the B team there. And, you know, they're all fairly decent goalkeepers. They're all of an age just a wee bit younger than, than McCrory. So they'll be kind of like pushing as well. Um, so I think we've kind of covered the goalkeeper position in terms of bringing anyone in, unless obviously some of the younger guys. Scotia, Sorry, Curran, can I say something? Yeah, just about McCrory, yep. mate. I, I think, I don't think McCrory really has an option now, but to at least request a, a, a loan move. Um, it, it must because, I mean, McGregor is low risk. It is in in sense of money wise because he's not going to be on a great deal now. Like his money's going to have went down. I would imagine his money again. I don't know, but I would imagine his money's probably went down. So it's not a massive risk. So I, I kind of I can get it. But McCrory, you're right, Ali. McCrory's went. Well, what? <laughs> hello, <laughs> hello. Like how much more do I need to do to get myself at least number two spot here? And he might be. I don't know. Maybe he is going to be. It's all so speculation at this point. But I, he's well within his right to go. You need to put me out on loan for a year. Um, and I would, if I was him, I would be seeking assurances that where Rangers see him in the future. Am I? Or do you think I have the potential to be number one in the next what two seasons? Maybe three seasons. Um, if not, then I don't see why the lad would wait around and wait around and for that opportunity because yeah, we're saying he could play for any team in Scotland. He's probably got a chance of getting a decent move to the Championship in England, and he's going to get a lot more money for that. So I don't want Rangers to. I like McCrory. I do. I think he was impressive when he came in for that old firm game when everybody was had COVID in Rangers. I thought he was he was really good. Obviously, he was going to be right up for that. It's a massive game. I get that. How he would be in every run of the mill league games is, is still to be seen. I get that as well, but. Yeah, McCrory, he must be. He must be. I would. I would hope Rangers put him out on loan. I hope it suits him for him to go out on loan. Uh, but I wouldn't be shocked now if he's if he's if he's if he's transferred. Yeah, I think McCrory is in the last year of his contract as well this season. Yes. So it's one of yeah. those ones where we need to kind of tie him down, and then if he's going out on loan, put him out on loan. But what you've got as well is he's probably sitting looking at his brother, and his brother's become a pretty important player at Aberdeen, and he's sitting looking at him, going like, well. You know, that's what I could be doing at this this stage in my career. But it's, it's a difficult one to make. You either want to play, you know, you could be a keeper that ends up playing for Rangers your whole life and make, what, two or three appearances. Made two last season, I think. So, you know, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what happens um, once we get through the friendlies and into the start of the league game. Um, in terms of other sort of confirmed news from Rangers, um, the other day we confirmed that um, Lewis Mayo has been out and joined Kelly on loan for a year. Um I don't know if you remember the game against Wrexham. Were you at that card? Yeah. Or was it yeah. just me? Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you stood were there out. as well. Yeah, they stood out in that game. Yeah. So he's away to, to Gilly for a one year loan. And obviously they're up in the the Premier League this season, which I'm not overly fond of because it brings back that plastic pitch. Um and we also confirmed that we're bringing in um a boy called Zach Lovelace from Millwall. Um he's 16 years old. He looks like he's maybe type of replacement for 
Rory Wilson who left as well. So just get your guys' thoughts on that. Come to you, Ali. Yeah, Mayo. I've seen him a few times. He was loan at Party at Thistle last season. Yeah, I've I've seen him. Like we see that Wrexham game, Scotch, he stood out like a sore thumb. He looked like a man in that, a man in a boys' team mm, that time when we went. We all we all kind of said that. Rangers obviously rate him if they've given him an extra two years. You can see his development step. Thistle going to Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock will be wanting. Kilmarnock will be wanting to try and push into that top six. I'd imagine next season. Well, under McInnes, so it's. I know he's on a plastic pitch, which isn't ideal, but it's a good move for him. I think just down the road for him, we can keep an eye on him. Um, McInnes will be bringing his own players in. I, th- I think he'll play every week for Kilmarnock, I'd imagine. So, yeah, I think it's it's a good move for him. The young lad from Millwall have brought in. He's a replacement for Morelos. From Morelos goes, so that's a good replacement for Morelos. <laughs> <laughs> no jokes aside, jokes aside, but um, Twitter will explode. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, to make your debut uh, at Millwall for 15, and I actually read he's not the youngest player for Millwall to make his debut. You remember Moshes Ashakodi, I think he was, actually played for Rangers. We got him, used to, he played in our um, youth team. I think he got a first team game um, for Rangers. I think it might have been at Parkhead, Scotia. You could maybe check that for me, but Rangers had him. He was actually Millwall's youngest ever player, and we actually had him. Um <laughs> But no, 15 years of age, lots of, or 16 now, but lots of teams going for him. Yeah, again, it's using that loophole, Scotia down in England, where you can get these players up, develop them, and then sell them on. I've seen my pal Joe, I know, I don't know if you'll come on it, Scotia, but my pal Joe Aribo linked heavily going away this summer, which I had a wee tear last night looking at that. But <laughs> it's, um, no, it's, 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 it's good business for Rangers in terms of that boy coming up, because we need to use that loophole. And um, if we can get a couple of, couple of diamonds out of it, it's, it's well worth it. So just need to see what the boys like. like it's going to be team. So it'll, again, it'll give us a another. We quite enjoy going to the B team games. Like and a couple of them. So I'd, I'd like to go at the B team game next season to see this boy. To see what he's all about. Yeah, on Lovelace Carney, he's got pretty. He's only played four times for Millwall last season, but he's got pretty um, decent stats for Millwall youth. Is that when he done it? Can't really remember. Some memory for me there, by the way. I mean, I would, I would never. If that was, if that was a million dollars question, mate, on uh, who wants to win there, I would have had no idea, mate. Thought it was. I know. So as I was saying, on Lovelace Carney, he's got. He only played four times last season for Millwall, um, but he's got fairly, really good statistics in terms of youth football games. Were like twenty-one and nineteen for the Millwall youth, and then. A team called Glebe, they had 26 and 15. Obviously, we don't know how good the quality is or anything like that, but still impressive numbers nonetheless for the level that you're playing at. Um, but it looks good. And um, Ali's kind of right there about using using this loophole. Obviously, we've lost out to it with Rory Wilson fairly recently, but we've used it to pretty decent effect here. And we kind of need to do this because of the rule that I'd mentioned earlier in the season about English clubs no longer being able to buy under 18 European players. So... Scotland's the big market, so we need to kind of go in and raid their market. But what are your thinkings on Mayo and Lovelace? Yeah, Mayo, yeah, I would agree on um, when we seen him at the Rexon game. I thought he was very good that day, and he looks, he looks like a star for the future. What age is he, 20, 19, 20? I think he's a bit older. Is he? No, I didn't. Yeah. I that's, is he? Yeah. Somebody will probably know. 
Um, I'd guess yeah, at 21, 22. That's a guess. Right, so, well, again, well, he's now he's at the point now where he'll be kind of thinking, right, where's my future going to lie as well? And um, that's the thing with, with promising players that we are bringing through is I, I don't want to it's get... 22. Like, 22. I don't want to get, I don't want to get stuck with... I'm no, not stuck with stuck was not the right word I wanted to use. I don't want to just just kind of put these players to the side as much because we've we've got an all defence because we've, we do have quite a we've got quite a solid defence in terms of goals and Suter. Um, I would have said Balogun, but obviously he's gone. Um, Holanda, Bassi. So I mean, it's it's tough competition really for the lad. But I, I did think he was impressive in that game and. I hope he stick around, sticks around. I hope he can kick on. Um, I've got no love for Kamarnock at all, but it's probably a good team for him to go and play with. Uh, so, no, I, I say it kind of makes sense. It's a step up from Patrick Thistle, as you said, Ali. So it's a, a step up from, from that. So I get that. Uh, Lovelace, I can't. I'm so immature because every time I say his name, I laugh and I shouldn't. But um, <laughs> I need to really grow up. But... This 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 loophole is a hundred percent something we need to try and take advantage of. Um, we have to try and maximise getting players through this loophole and selling them on. We're always going to be a selling club due to the nature of the 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 league that we play and the country that we play football in. So we're always going to be like that. So no, it makes perfect sense. Um, there's it's low, very low risk really in terms of for Rangers. It's there's not a lot to to lose in it. You would think no matter what happens, we'll still at least double your money kind of thing on them. I don't think Rangers were really going to lose out and end on them, no matter how it goes. So I'm interested to see what, what he's all about. Um, he's not a replacement for Morelos, but don't break my heart. <laughs> he's just not. But look, uh, I'm sure you're going to get into it, mate. Rangers Twitter this week has been ridiculous. It really has. He calmed down. He calmed down. Honestly, honestly. man. People falling out with each other over stuff that's not even happened. You know what I mean? You're like, calm down, man. Yeah, this is why I left this wee section. That's just kind of confirmed everything that's properly confirmed and, you know, it's going to happen or it has happened. The rest that will come on to for the last 10, 15 minutes here is the pure speculation area, which, as you say, Carney, Twitter has been atrocious this week for it. I've just turned my phone off at times and thrown it across oh. the other side of the room. With Rangers Twitter itself and then just Twitter in general, with everything else that's happening in the world, it's not been a fun place. Um, but pure speculation here, there's an awful lot to talk about so is that we'll just come to both of you and you can pick one person individually that you want to talk about and we'll, we'll give it a bash so come to you first Carney. The, the Morelos one I will go with obviously I will go with Morelos now do I think there's interest in Morelos yes probably yeah why would why would there not be interest in Alfredo Morelos his European record speaks for his speaks for itself so yeah I would I would expect interest the eight million euros or whatever it was I mean People thinking, oh, we'll sell him for that. No, why Why should we? I know he's currently last year he's contract and stuff, and it is one of them difficult ones of, do you cut your nose off to spite your face? Because he could run his contract down and go for nothing. Um, again, that, we've had that conversation at the start of last season with, with Connor Goulton. Um, what, would we, what would we do if um, Connor doesn't sign a new deal? And Connor Goulton did sign a new deal. I'm not saying that would definitely happen with Alfredo, but... Eight million euros, no. Um, I heard on the the Heart and Hand Daily update today that even if there was a bid, even though there hasn't been a bid, Rangers would have knocked it back because it's not really near where it needs to be. And we have to 
we have to look at the business that's been done on the other side of the city in terms of people running down their contracts quite low if we are going to sell them on. You don't accept any less than, I mean, honestly, for me, 13 million. You don't. Why should you? He's a quality player. Um, yeah, he might be going into the last year of his contract. His agent might be pushing for all sorts, but no, you shouldn't be accepting any less than that. Um, there's always going to be speculation. I don't. I can't remember a time or a, a, a transfer window where there hasn't been speculation about Alfredo Morelos. Um, I'm sure he's going to be linked with Leon again. He'll be linked with some other Spanish team, an Italian team. It's just what happens. It's what happens in the world of the transfer market now. I mean, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't remember the transfer market before. Twitter was really a thing. I mean, it must have been so quiet because now the the rumours are just and there's see like and I I don't do it because I'm not in the know. See people and I, I know there's people that are in the know and this isn't really a dig at them. But see people that just make stuff up and just put a tweet out and then it just causes like all sort of, like what are you like what are you hoping to achieve out it honestly because you're going to look silly in the end when you realise that none of it was true and you're you, you're not in the know. It's it's very frustrating. It really is. Look, I, I'm I'm slightly concerned at the lack of business that Rangers are doing right now, but I am not like in full meltdown, want to fling things out the window, kind of going mad about it. The way the world seems to be right now, um, it will happen. It has to happen. There is going to be business in and out. Could Can I see Morelos leaving? Yes, I can see Morelos leaving. It will break my heart, but... I can, of course, I can see him leaving because he's one of our biggest assets of the club, and I said it before. We're a selling club, so everybody has their price. You come in with a decent enough price, they will leave, no matter how big the contract is, including Glenn Kamara, who signed a contract. If the offer's right, Glenn Kamara will leave. It's just the way it is. But just this whole chaos, man, of just people falling out with each other, calling people all sorts because I, because Fredo might leave or. I mean, honestly, it's just absolutely bonkers. And people wanting to sack Ross Wilson. <laughs> like, for what? Guy's not done anything yet. And I'm not saying that's particularly a good thing. But, I mean, let's give him a chance. Like, let's give him a chance over this window to see what happens. It's just all a bit, all a bit much for me. But, no, so, yeah, that's probably it, mate. We could go on and on and on. But, yeah, just everybody. I'll steal Ryan's thing. Tolerance and sanity. Yeah, I mean, Twitter's been a nightmare. I've only been on Twitter properly for the last, what, two and a half, three years. So I didn't get into Twitter when it first came out and everything. I've seen Tommy into the comments there said that pre-Twitter we didn't have transfer windows. I'm trying to think when the transfer window actually came in. Was it not towards the end of the 90s that the transfer window first came in? Because I remember Klaus signing like December Bye. or something like that. But after that, I'm sure there was a transfer window. Um, but yeah, with Morelos, Kenny, similar to yourself, I reckon probably about 11 million is your starting point, and that's pounds, not euros, is your starting point. And what you've got to remember, I suppose, is it's Sevilla you're talking about. It's not an English club. An English mm-hmm. club have got ridiculous amounts of money. So that's maybe, see, when you'd mentioned the Celtic stuff there, I think they both went down to Premier League clubs, the Celtic players like Ayer and, and Belly. Yeah. So they've got money that they just piss against the wall down there, to be honest. So, um, yeah, but 11 million would be the starting point for me and Morelos. Um, Ali, is there anyone... You want to speak about, or do you want to add more about Morelos? Just, just quickly in the whole Twitter meltdown in terms of lack of transfer <laughs> activity. We we kick off in the league in five weeks' time. Players have just just stopped finish. Oh, stopped playing. You're in international football. There, players are on holiday. 
it, what the once the bigger teams start spending money, then it trickles down to lower teams, and that's when it starts to move. And, and look at the bigger teams; there's not much really happening in England either at the moment. So, in terms until these teams start uh, making transfers, it'll trickle down to us as well. So, just. <laughs> Stay calm. The window's been built <laughs> a couple of weeks. It's, I'm very, very relaxed about it. We've got five weeks till we kick off. I'm sure we will bring in some players. I'm sure we will lose players as well. But you just need to calm down a wee bit because we will make moves on players. But there's plenty, plenty of time. Um, and we'll make moves even when the league kicks off in terms of Champions League, whether we, whether we gamble and... If we get to Champions League and you spend again, you, you never know. So I'm pretty calm. In terms of Morelos, I've said before, year left in his contract. It wouldn't, wouldn't overly bother me if he ran it down because he's probably worth more to us. How, how much would it cost us to actually properly replace Morelos? And I don't think you probably could replace Morelos for what he does for us. So I've said it before. He could see, score the Ali, goals like obviously yeah. at the time when we bought him, we were in a kind of different situation because where we were and stuff. But imagine, like, see the uproar that you would get on Twitter if you bought a player for about oh, well, that Kolak boy. It's been touted at two million in the papers recently. There's maybe not so much because we recently played him, but you could imagine the uproar on Twitter that if you buy a player for what a striker for one two million pound, people would still be moaning about it, wouldn't they? No, of yeah. course they would. But my my, my theory on Morelos is, <clears throat> yeah, you could cash in for I don't know ten million pounds, for instance, but. The way I look at it is he stays and he fires the goals that puts us into Champions League this season. That gets you the pot of money, which is 30, 35 million. So that's the way I look at it. And you never know. With Goldson this season, it's taught you it's anything can happen. Every man or dog thought Goldson was away. I don't think anyone I spoke to thought Goldson was staying. It was all a massive shock to us all. So nothing would surprise me with Alfie. I think he's happy in Glasgow. He's the main man up here. He can go on his other teams and he might not be the main man in that team. So I think he likes being the main man up here and doing what he wants, going to Sanctuary as well. I don't know if they've got a Sanctuary in these other places. So he <laughs> he's got a booth named after him in Sanctuary. Mate. Nah, he does. I've seen him down there with the, the bottles of champagne and the sparklers and all that. So he enjoys it down there. So, um, But no... The one I would talk, oh, the two I've seen this week, they're similar. Is my my man Joe Aribo, who's been linked with Palace, and I could see him going to Palace. I could see him going to a team like that. Vieira's the manager of Palace, isn't yeah. he? So he's from London, Joe Aribo. I could see him going to a, a team like Palace. So it pains me to hate to say it, but. It could be time for Joe Aribo to go. I love Joe Aribo, but there's been too many times last season he's it's not turned up in big games for me. And he's done it through his career with Rangers. It's not turned up, especially old firms. So he he could go. A value in Joe Aribo for me. It'd have to be about 10 million for me for Joe Aribo. It would for, to, to, to sell him. And the other one which has been touted, which we should probably have a wee word on, is Kamara to Brighton. Because they've lost their main man in the middle of the park, and they're, they're looking at this again. It's paper talk we're talking about here, but Brighton are looking at Kamara, and I could see Kamara fitting into that Brighton team. That's um, is it Graham Potter that's a manager, Billy Reid's assistant manager. Yeah. There, they, they they play attractive football, Brighton. I could see him slotting in that team. But I've said for day one, we said it last season, Carney, Glenn Kamara for me is the one we can sell. 
and replace. I think we can replace him. If we could get, because he's in a big contract, Kamara. And if he went to Brighton, you're talking, I mean, they've got money down there. I know it's Brighton, but they've got money in that league. So you don't, for a Kamara, I've seen money dotting about 15 million for Kamara. If we could if we could get, and this is hypothetical, we're talking here, 15 million for Glenn Kamara, I would take it. I would honestly take it because I 100%. think where he plays in that area of the park, we can replace him. And it would give you money to reinvest in other areas of the park, i.e. the right-hand side of the midfield would be crying out for God knows how long. So interesting what the two you think in terms of Aribo and also what I said about Kamara there. I know times times were on another one really good, but look at I know. Carry on. I've had no bang at the door. I've had no bang at the door yet, mate. So I think nothing's nothing's happening as of yet. Um Aribo, mate, yeah, 10 million probably. You're probably looking about that for him, I would imagine. Uh, and yeah, I can't disagree with about 15 for Kamara. He would go. Of course he would go. Look, we bought the guy for 50 grand. Do you know what I mean? It's unbelievable business by Rangers. And I mean, there is I think everybody is going to be replaceable. I think if a big sale happens because of the way the nature of the, the way the club's running, again, with, without trying to sound like a preacher here and act like I'm trying to keep the whole Rangers support calm, if Morelos goes for 13 million, 11 million, we're not spending 11 million on a striker. It's just not going to happen. No. You're talking you're talking 4 million, maybe tops, five at a push, if it was the right guy, if Rangers could afford to do so. It's not going to be huge like that. Um, it, it just isn't. It's not going to happen like that. Um, so, no, Aribo and Kamara, I can see both of them um, kind of moving on. And it's going to happen. As I say, this is the nature of the club. It's going to have to happen for the, the business model that we want to run on to work. Um, it's going to need to happen at a specific time. The boy we were linked with just now from Malmo, is that right? He was in loan at Malmo. He was in loan at Malmo and he, did he score against him? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so this one I think was a reportedly it's like two million, two and a half million or something. For me, that, that makes sense, that one, because you're you're reinvesting money that's already probably there from the likes of it and moving and whatever else. So that one makes sense to me. I can understand that one. I don't think he would be coming in as a replacement for Alfredo. No, um, he'd be Alfredo a replacement for Yes, exactly. He's a replacement yeah. for it. But that one would make sense to me, 100%, because I think he is much more... Um, the kind of style of Alfredo he could very much do the forward role on his own. Um, that he could play up front himself. So yeah, that one makes sense to me. That's the one of the only ones that I've seen so far in this madness of transfer window that I've went. Yes, I can see that happening. I can. Uh, the Ross Stewart one, I never thought would happen. Generally, I always thought, nah, that's not going. It's a, it's a no. It was never, never really going to happen for me. I think it was just paper top links and agents and whatever else. But yeah, no, mate, I can't disagree with Aribo or um, or Kamara. I really can't. I've got one other one that I've heard again. We're fucking talking about Twitter here, which could be a lot of garbage as it usually is. But I've heard a lot of folk bumping their gums about the man Diallo. Would you bring him back this season <laughs> yes, to Man United? Right. That, that's been doing the rounds again this week on Twitter in terms of bring him back and let him prove what he's didn't he prove last season. But would you bring Diallo back or do you think he's cut out for it up here? I don't think so. on, you go. I don't think, yeah, I don't think in for running the mill Scottish League games in the middle of winter. Well, obviously, it so somebody boots no, him up there. 
<laughs> yeah, well, obviously, it's just it's only November and December we're missing out because of the World Cup. So there's still going to be pish weather in January and February and coming up to kind of the end of October and stuff. So he didn't get a huge amount of chance. I think the old firm game, Kenny, after that, it was just didn't really suit him and he fell away straight after that. But no, not for me. I think we need to be looking for someone that can play out in the right wing that's going to, you know, improve us more than a right or a Hadji or an Arfield does at the minute. Um, I think we need something more permanent. That's the easiest and nicest way I can put it. I think we need something more permanent. Uh, no no doubt the boy has talent, generally no doubt. Um but no, I think we would we need something there. So we have to build something on that side because we've all been screaming for it for I don't know how many or, years now. Or or a loan to buy. You look. I mean, I, I don't. But, 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 but how, but how much, much is buy going to be? Ah, exactly, mate. <laughs> no, like, come on. Him. I'm just about in general looking at that ah, model. In general, possibly. yes, yes, right, okay, yeah. Because you look, I mean. you look. I don't want to talk about the other side of the city, but they they brought in Carter Vickers and that bloody Jota and loan last season. Have a yeah. look at them basically, and they're, they're purchasing them because they think they're they're good enough to play for them next mm-hmm. season. So it's similar to what we're doing with Sands. I'll like, I try before you buy if you want to say so. They might look down that avenue, Rangers, in terms of other players. I, I did think you were talking about the Allo, and I was like, mate, man, you paid no, no, no. million for him. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but no, no, hundred percent, mate. I get where you're coming from. Yeah, and we should be looking at a loan to buy with a potential of like a three or four million pound signing towards the end of next season. Yes, a hundred percent, mate. Yeah, I would go. What we done with Hadji? Yeah, aye. Yeah, so it needs to, yeah. it needs to be more permanent for me. Yeah, um, so that, I mean, there's only other. I'm not going to spend any time on this at all. But obviously, we've mentioned Kolak. The other Kenny rumours that we've talked about is um, both even we talked about him last week. And there's another striker that just came into the mix today, a boy called Dalinga, who played for or played for Excelsior over in the second tier of Dutch football last season. Scored a fair amount of goals. I think it was something like 31 goals or something he scored last season. Mm-hmm. But again, pure speculation in the party hours, putting that out there, agents talking and stuff. So don't want to waste. Too much time in that. One player that you haven't mentioned that I'm just going to leave everyone a wee bit of a dinner with this one is, oh, is Ryan Kent. Yeah. The boy Rafinha at Leeds United is wanted by the likes of Barca, Man U, Arsenal, Chelsea. And to me, if you're the Leeds United, obviously else is gone now, but if you're Leeds United, Kent's Kenny, a replacement for Rafinha. So I'm worried about that one, that that one's Kenny. Not getting any mention, so I hope it's not because, like you've mentioned, probably out the players I've said previously, out like Morelos, Aribo, Kamara, Kent, there's probably going to be what at least one, probably two that are going. Potentially, I probably have to pick Aribo and Kamara out both of them to leave. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I don't, I don't think we could. I that, that's me, yeah, that's <laughs> no, I, I was, I, Kent I, must stay. No, I, I was going to say, you mean, you rhyme, you rhyme the blue chip players off, if you want to say, Scotia, and Ryan Kent's in the bracket of, I don't think we could replace Ryan Kent. You could get a guy in that'll do a similar job, but I just don't think we could get a guy on the level of Ryan Kent. No. We kind of struck lucky with Ryan Kent in terms of he was bounced about umpteen clubs, came to Rangers, found a home, was happy, and we struck lucky with him, and we signed yeah. him, because he fell in love with Rangers. He could have went somewhere else, but he didn't. And we struck lucky with him. So to do that again, it'd be extremely difficult. Because Ryan Kent, for me, I know he gets a lot of slack at times, but 
He's some player for us. He gets you off your seat, I bricks around Kent. When it's every time he gets the ball, so to replace that, it's mega bucks unless you, you strike lucky with a gem again, like what we did with Ryan Kent way back when he first signed for Rangers. So I'd hate to see Kent go, but at the same time, unfortunately, he will go. Whether it'll be this season or not, or next season, I don't know, but he will go. Yep. Any final thoughts, Corny? Um, if uh, Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos both go this summer, I'm going to be uncontroll- <laughs> uncontrollable, mate. Uh, I really would. Look, Kent is uh, I, he, he's one of the guys for me that I just would he's, he's in my team every week. Uh, some people aren't a fan, I know, but for me, he's just, he always has to be there. Um, and I can't, again, I can't really, that's what I hate when you go to Ali first, mate, because I can't disagree with what he said about Kent. He's, he did find a home here and he very much loves it here. He will go. Eventually, he is going to go and he'll go for probably pretty decent money. But for this season, uh, no, no. I, I would be doing everything I can to keep Ryan Ryan Kent is the... Is he the only one? Him, Lundstrom, maybe. Uh, Tav, I wouldn't... Golden obviously now won't go. Um, Bassey. So then... <laughs> Yeah, they are the that's the that's the core that have to stay here, man. They they have to stay, in my personal opinion. But yeah, no, uh, you're right though, mate. Um, we we may struggle with Leeds come knocking because they're going to have a bit of a bit of money there for um for spending to replace that position. So I hope not. No, I hope not. Yeah, as I say, because Bielsa's gone now, and it's that um, is it that um, American lad that's their manager now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know if I don't know if Bielsa was Kenny. That had his eye on Kent or if it was Leeds as a whole but well, as we say it's all just speculation at the minute so we'll need to wait and see hopefully when we're back next week we should have some some more concrete information to discuss then but um, that'll do us just slightly over the hour this evening um, thank you everyone for joining in the comments and um, also thank you to my guests first up uh, Mr Alistair Pearson thank you no problem that's another podcast going by that we thought we'd have nothing to talk about and we've hit a hundred and ten minutes tonight so see what happens next week but um no that was it was good talking about talking about rangers and um looking forward to tomorrow scotia the weather looks decent for the waverly tomorrow so we're away down to rothsey for a, a couple i say a couple of babies it'll be more than that so hopefully when we're on the waverly um maybe carney might be sending us a text in the group chat to say rachel's been taken into for, to see his baby boy, maybe we can raise a glass Scotia when we're on the waiver like to Carney's yeah. baby boy. So, aye, um, good luck, Carney. I didn't think I'd see you tonight, I really didn't. Mm, but, um, no, no, yeah, I bet you, I bet you're sitting there just impatient, Carney. I really, yeah, <laughs> see, see, to be honest, mate, this has actually helped. Um, it's took my mind off it because I described it to Jamie, I was messaging Jamie last night. It's like Literally, you're going on your dream once in a lifetime holiday, mate. Like you've saved up for it for your whole life. You're you're going on it. You get there and they tell you your flight's delayed, but they don't tell you when that rearranged flight is going to be, and you're just left there, mate, like sitting like that. And that's literally what it's like right now, uh, generally. But no, I loved it. I am glad I was on and not glad that I was on at the same time. But no, uh, next time I speak to you all, I should. Yeah. 
I will be a dad. <laughs> I will be a dad. It's got to happen, so I will be a dad the next time I meet Joe. But uh, Magic Scorcher, cheers, Ali. And as you can see on the screen, as a thank you for sticking around at the end of the pod, if you use code podcast at 22merch.bigcartel.com, you'll get 10% off your order. Thank you, everybody, in the comments, as always. And yes, we'll be back probably next week. Back to you, Scorcher. Sorry, I jumped into hosting mode there. Okay. Apologies. <laughs> no, it's all right. That's quite all right. I was going to, I was going to let you take away that, that club cartel stuff because some of the wee designs you've come up to are absolutely cracking. So, yeah, I would suggest folk go on there and have a wee, have a wee look about that. Um, yeah, thank you both. And um, happy birthday to you tomorrow, Ali. I'll obviously see you in the morning when we jump in that boat. Happy birthday, um, Ali. Happy, yes, happy birthday, mate. <laughs> happy birthday much. to you, Scott, when it comes on Sunday. And yeah. all the best to you and your missus for... Um, this imminent arrival Um, and yeah thanks again to all the listeners for tuning in with us this evening and we'll speak to you all next time cheers good night